0: Now I want to preach a sermon called Mr. Worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got it, you know, pulled up his bio on the, on the internet. Uh, Charles Worthy, a native of Montgomery, was inducted into Cedar Shoals Hall of Fame on September 15th, 2018. The distinguished educator has been noted, uh, has been uh, uh, has been noted promoter of the qualities and leadership that accompany this honor for many years. He is a retired high school principal from Clark County School District with a cumulative total of 33 years of service as an educator, as long as I've been here. He was principal of Cedar Shoals High School from 1995 to 2003. He also served the students, teachers, parents, and community for 28 years at Cedar Shoals. As a teacher, 12 years as a career, tech, uh, vocational, social studies teacher, assistant principal, associate principal, and interim principal. I don't know what the difference are between all those. The main academic building at Cedar Shoals High School was named Charles J. Worthy Academic Building uh, in September 2009. Is it still, where's any Cedar Shoals uh, people there? Is it still named that? It is. All right. So they, they didn't change it when he left. And it goes on to say Mr. Worthy retired in 2003 but continued to serve in education. He was elected as a board of education member for Clark County. And then he was chosen by his colleagues to serve as president of the board for 12 continuous years. And this can be attributed to his leadership and his vast knowledge and experience as a highly respected school administrator and lifelong learner who genuinely cares about people. Uh, He established the Charles Worthy Take Pride Scholarship Award that has been given to a senior student uh, every year since 2004 in his uh, Honor, And I want to preach a sermon uh, that I've entitled Mr. Worthy, uh, but I want to go out of Revelation chapter 5, uh, amen, uh, but it doesn't say Mr. Worthy, it says thou art worthy, hallelujah. What I remember about Mr. Worthy is he, he uh, some of the young, this is right around when we started to get breakthrough in the high school, and this is with Eric Quillian and, and uh, Cedric and some others, uh, And they begin to witness, begin to testify to people and the the teachers and the administration. Didn't they tell you you weren't allowed to uh, witness? You weren't allowed to take your Bible. You weren't allowed to do any of that. Uh, And so uh, they came back to me and told me that. So I went and visited a lawyer. And the lawyer, I asked him about it. And he said, no, that's, that's not true. You can sue the school. And so he gave me a whole big stack of paper. I walked in. I met Mr. Worthy, introduced myself as a pastor of Victory Chapel. And I said, here, I want you to read this. I'll be back next week. I came in next week. He said, oh, Pastor LaValle, so good. Please come on in. Can I get you something to drink? Can I get you something to eat? Because and, and, he realized I'm about to sue his pants off. And he said, what do you want? I said, I want these young men to be able to uh, testify. And I want to start a Bible study in this high school. Yes, sir, whatever you want. Praise God. Amen. Mr. Worthy was worthy. <laughs> and it turned out to be, you know, he was just, uh, uh, he's a real good guy. And we got to know each other. And I want to capitalize on that play on words and read through Revelations chapter 5. Because in Revelation chapter 5, we read about someone who really is... Uh, Worthy. (coughs) This is John uh, 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 having a revelation as he's on the island of Patmos. We're going to begin in verse uh, 1. It's a little bit longer than I normally read, but I want to get the full impact of it. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, weep not. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us ...to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on earth. And and I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands and thousands... "...saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, and riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven, and on the earth, and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that lives forever and ever. Amen. How many know that is an incredible description of heaven? Hallelujah. And I want to consider that term, thou art worthy. (coughs) Because as you read this and you read this slowly and hopefully your imagination begins to grab hold and you begin to uh, uh, conceptualize the actual uh, uh, happening in your mind, it almost seems make-believe, but how many know it's not? This is very real. This is what the Apostle John uh, saw. This is not an exaggeration. It is believable by faith. It is God's word. It is the Spirit of God pulling back the curtain and allowing us to see into the spiritual realm what's happening and how God God's assessment of things and who is worthy and who is not. This is a tremendous revelation of truth and reality, and at the center of it all is this figure, the Lamb of God, the Lamb that was slain, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the original and the only real Mr. Worthy. Can you say amen? He is the one who truly is worthy. And our text reveals the great truth that no other man or human being was worthy to open the book that would release the end times and bring us before the throne of God so that we could be ever with the Lord. If that was left up to man, we would all perish. But Jesus Christ, thank God, He chose to do this. He didn't have to do this. He did not have to leave heaven, come down to earth, live amongst a bunch of sinners uh, and the perfect life and allow himself to be brutally tortured and murdered uh, and hung upon a tree. Uh, He didn't uh, uh, have to do that. Uh, He chose to do that so that you and I could make heaven uh, our home. Uh, Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, How many know he's worthy? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts chapter, <coughs> chapter 4, verse 12. Uh, there is salvation in no one else. Uh, under all heaven, there is no other name for men to call upon uh, to save them. The King James, there is no other name whereby we must be saved. If Jesus was not here, we'd all be in hell. How I many glad you're not in hell? Okay, a couple of us. Hallelujah. Some of y'all, if the air conditioner went out, you'd think you were in hell. Well, if it gets that hot, come visit me in Canada. We'll help you out. You can sleep on the sidewalk. <laughs> right, Blasta? Is it cool up there? You live further north than Toronto, right? How'd you survive? That's why she went to Tallahassee. She said, I'm getting as far away from that as I can get. Amen. Listen to this again, verse 13. Every creature which is in heaven. And on the earth and under the earth and such as as are in the sea and all them uh, uh, heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power unto him that sits upon the throne unto the lamb forever and ever. That means sinners are going to be uh, uh, saying this too because as everybody, they will be acknowledging the truth that he is worthy. Amen. One trans or Romans 14, fourteen eleven says, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Or another way of saying that is he's worthy. Hallelujah. He is worthy. And as I stop and think about this, because we we traffic in this truth, and sometimes if we're not careful, we'll lose this sense of value of what it is that we have. Amen. And our text reveals what he is worthy of. He is worthy of all praise. So right now, just think in your mind... All the praise that you've ever given anyone or anything uh, in your life, whether it be a person, whether it be a team, whether it be a, you know, you you might be praising your car because it's such a, uh, sum all that up, uh, amen, and give it to God. He's worth even more than that. All praise the Bible says, all honor, all glory, all worship, sacrifice, obedience, he is worth it all. Without him and without what he did, all of us here would be eternally lost. Eternally lost without Christ. How many remember that uh, that incredible rescue operation of those children in Thailand you remember that? They went into that cave, cave exploring with their soccer coach, I believe it was. And they got kind of lost and turned around. All of a sudden, a rain happened, and they got trapped because the water, <clears throat> excuse me, began to fill up. Uh, and they were there. <clears throat> I forget how many days, but these, uh, these uh, 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 Navy SEALs figured out a way to get in there. And it was an incredible uh, uh, rescue operation. And all of the kids were, were uh, rescued. None of them died. Amen. And the world was singing the praises of those uh, uh, Navy SEALs and, and uh, rescuers who went in there. And how many believe they were worthy of that praise? That They were worthy. That was something, that was an incredible accomplishment uh, to save those children under that. Uh, and we acknowledge that. Uh, but compared to what Jesus did, uh, that is very minuscule. So many people today are lifted up and counted worthy of praise and honor that really aren't worth a whole lot anyway. Stop and think about this. But the, the, the name that came to my mind when I thought about someone who received all kinds of praise and all kinds of accolades and for numbers of years, everybody said this guy is the best guy in the world. He's, he's overcome so much and he's accomplished so much. And that is Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong won the Tour de France, which is a grueling bicycle race. I forget how many times he won it. To. Then he went through cancer and, and this and that, and he, and he can't. But turns out Lance Armstrong is a big fat liar. He was on all kinds of steroids and drugs and enhancement so he could win all these races. And here the world is praising he was not worthy of it. And he got stripped of all of his awards and all of his endorsements because he got all this glory and he wasn't worthy. Probably you could come up with you know the older generation uh, uh, remembers Daryl Strawberry and some of these other guys. These incredible athletes uh, had all this praise and honor, uh, but uh, just uh, were not worthy of that. They did all kinds of crazy things. You've got uh, athletes, you've got uh, entertainers, you got the Hollywood crowd, you've got all of these po- uh, folks uh, where they be politicians, even uh, uh, preachers and pastors uh, people give all this praise and accolades, uh, but they. It turns out they're really not worthy. But if you really want to get down to it, none of us are worthy. Except Christ. So let's consider where we give our praise many times. Some people are accounted worthy because they're wealthy, their simple claim to fame is they have money. <clears throat> And people sing their praises. Man, that guy's rich. Man, he's got this, and man, he's got that. You think of people like Elon Musk and Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos and and Bill Gates, and and I remember a guy from back of what was his name? Slim. I remember Slim. If you're from Mexico, you remember Slim. He owned that place. Amen. And we, we so many people. Wow, they they talk uh, great things about. Why, why do so many people praise rich people when a lot of time, not all the time, but a lot of times, these people are very immoral individuals. And if they don't tie, they rob God. How many would praise someone who's robs God? Amen. If you are out in the park line and you saw somebody get robbed, uh, would you give him praise? And that guy's he's a great guy. No, he's a thief. And yet they receive praise, they receive accolade. Why? Because that's what people value. They value money, and if people have money, they give them praise. Or maybe they're hoping they're going to get some somehow. They kind of hang around the rich folks and pray for the crumbs to fall off the table. But stop and think about that, because God owns it all. God owns all the wealth, all the riches in all the world that anybody's ever had or ever will have. And yet, still people don't praise him. I may believe that's worthy. He's worthy. He owns it all. He made it all. He created it all. And yet, you have every year, you know, the the top 10 richest men in the world or people in the world. They're listed here. They're listed there. And they're given all these. I've never seen Jesus Christ on the top of that list. And yet he owns it all. He's worthy. Hallelujah. What about wisdom? Let's consider wisdom and knowledge. Because people are often praised because of their wisdom, they're praised because of their intelligence, they're praised because of their knowledge. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, many people have, it's quite an accomplishment. Every graduation, uh, you see the teachers and professors and and the academics in their long robes and the the different colored robes and cords and and, uh, goofy looking hats that people wear. They all mean something. You know, this person has a doctorate in this and a Ph.D. or this or that. And that's fine. That's wonderful. uh, But I guarantee you, none of them are smarter than Jesus. None of them are smarter than God. Amen. I was thinking about... The the awards that they give, they give the Nobel Peace Prize. It's the number one supposed award in the world. Along with that, they give a gold medal, they give a diploma, and they give $1 million in cash. After this Nobel Peace Prize in many different areas, chemistry, uh, in medicine, in literature, economics, physics, and whatever the case may be. uh, But I guarantee you none of them uh, are wiser, uh, amen, uh, than uh, Jesus Christ, uh, amen. And yet how uh, often Christ does not receive uh, any praise at all from these types. None of them can tell your future, and none of their wisdom and none of their insight and none of their knowledge is given or for the, for the most part is given with eternity in mind. You know, I was thinking about when Pharaoh had his dreams, he called all of his counselors and his wife. Couldn't any of them tell him. So they had to go down into a prison and get this, uh, this little Jew named uh, Joseph. Bring that guy up here. And, and he told him what it was all about. There's Nebuchadnezzar had these dreams and he was tormented and uh, his counselors, they couldn't tell him. But who did? The man of God could come because the wisdom of God had been imparted to him. And yet how, how many times the wisdom of God is mocked and ridiculed rather than praised? Amen. See, God speaks and God's, everything that God says and speaks, he says and speaks in light of eternity. How I many of us coming a day when you're going to cross a line? You're going to cross a line. That line is you're going to go from time into eternity. Thomasina just mentioned me. What the the, the world is? What did you say? The Earth is spinning faster, less than twenty-four hours. The Earth is spinning faster, less than twenty-four hours a day. Number one, I don't believe that. But number two, you better get your heart right because he's coming quick. And he tells us what's happening. But yet how many despise the wisdom of God. But God's wisdom is in light of eternity. God's wisdom is spoken when you step from time into eternity and stand before the judge. He's saying, uh, 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 this is what's going to happen. Uh, and you better make right decisions on this side. Because once you get on that side, you can't go back to that side. And yet how many times, rather than being counted worthy, he's mocked. Is still with me. Let's think about championships. UGA, national champs, we better enjoy it while we can. I thought about all the praise that's constantly being given to world champions or national champions or regional champions or state champions or district champions or city champions or it's only there for a season. And then there's next season. Amen. You know, many people were glad when Georgia won simply because it meant Alabama didn't. (laughs) You know, sometimes people get tired of the same person winning over and over again. I mean, that's true. Jesus has never lost. Maybe that's why some guys are mad at Christ. He's never lost a battle. He is the... Eternal champion of the universe. Not a new one every season. He's never lost. He is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords forever and ever. Does he receive praise for that? Hallelujah. Doing a little bit of searching here. I mean, I saw banners because we're the runner up, which means basically you were the loser. There's individual to sports, huh? there's school sports, there's, you know, different championship football, soccer, basketball, baseball, track and field events and all these different things from the peewee level all the way up to the... Uh, world level, and we sing their praises, and we're, we're happy, and, and I'm not, uh, you know, speaking down on that, that has its place, I've played sports for many years, uh, of course, you enjoy winning, it's a wonderful thing, uh, but in comparison to Jesus Christ, uh, it doesn't, it, it, I mean, not even close, and yet, how much praise does he receive, versus how much praise the people on this level receive, Isn't Jesus worthy of much more praise, honor, and glory than anything or anyone at any time in any area that you can think of? Hallelujah. And I'm not knocking any of these. And I, like I said, I received awards. I played sports. I enjoy winning. But these people were singing his praises. Amen. And they sang a new song saying thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou was slain hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And it says in verse 12 saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb. How many know this is significant in our lives? Because uh, this is what Jesus Christ did. Amen. And when you fully and truly understand that, uh, even in a little degree, it's the natural response to give him praise uh, and glory. I can remember, amen, different times things, uh, uh, good things would happen. I said, praise God. I I remember in the army, praise God. People look at me like, what's wrong with you? And they look at you funny when you praise God. How many of you ever felt intimidated during prayer? In, in church, when you're praising and worshiping God, maybe there's a visitor stand. Maybe you brought a friend or you brought a relative and you can just feel their eyeballs just sticking right through you. That's why I close my eyes when I praise. I don't want to see anybody. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many believe that he's worthy of all of our praise? all of it, all the time. When you are having your worst day, he is still worthy. He is not having his worst day. Amen. I believe the gospel, the biblical gospel, that he is worthy. And when we truly believe that, There's a natural outcome, and that is a commitment of ourselves to world evangelism. The Bible says that all people, all nations, every tongue on the earth, above the all, everyone will begin to say he's worthy. Uh, Amen. When you have a revelation that he is worthy, uh, the natural response is a commitment to world evangelism. And that is telling everyone that he is worthy. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be worshipped. He's worthy to be honored. Amen. He's worthy to be obeyed. He is worthy in all these things. He's worthy to be adored. He's worthy to be served. Amen. He's worthy of our very lives. You know, every championship team when they win a championship, it's really an advertisement. Isn't that true? And I've seen, you know, Georgia's, Georgia's is, uh, you know, they're still riding the wave. You know, we were national champs. They're trying to recruit people. Look at the, 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 Georgia's worthy of praise. They're worthy of honor. Man, we did a great job and they did. And they're using that as a recruitment tool. How much more you and I? That you know what Jesus is worthy. Jesus did this in my life and Jesus did that in my life. And you know what we're really try- we're trying to recruit people. We're trying to get people saved to come to the same conclusion. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of giving up my dope. He's worthy of giving up my booze. He's worthy of giving up my foolish, sinful lifestyle. He's worthy. He paid the price. He loves me. He is worthy. Amen. He's worthy to tell other people about him. I'm not ashamed to walk around in my Georgia shirt. Amen. Because he's worthy, he's worthy of a life given to world evangelism. Those whom have caught the revelation of what these in heaven were witnessing commit the rest of their lives and existence to tell others this great story. Amen. Prior to last year, anytime a national championship was subject was brought up, We always pointed back to 1980. And Herschel Walker and Larry Munson talking about him plowing that guy from Tennessee over. But now we can talk in modern terms. Listen, the gospel, he's still worthy. (coughs) There's someone who's worthy to open the book. See, when you have this revelation you'll have found the answer to life. You'll have found the reason for your existence... The reason for your existence isn't so that you could work at this job and buy this house and buy this car. and buy, That's not the reason for your existence. Jesus didn't die and rise from the dead just so you could have this job and get that, and that. He died to give you a revelation of the heart of God is one of love and sacrifice and his willingness to lay his life down just so you could make heaven your home. And when you catch that revelation, God, you love me that much that you would be willing to do that for me if I were the only one, even though I used to curse your name and was foul and blasphemous and unclean and twisted and perverted. And and you did that for me? God, for me? But I used to make fun of you and mock and, You did that for me? And when you have that revelation, everything else is And all you wanna do, there's a burning desire in you to tell other people about Jesus. Why? Because he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. You cannot truly believe that Jesus is Lord That heaven is real and that hell is real and that he is worthy without the feeling or without feeling the burden and the responsibility, the privilege and the pleasure of telling the world about a savior like him. It will consume and dominate and drive your entire life and you will rejoice in every moment of it. It'll dominate your thoughts. It'll dominate your desires, your schedule, your daily routine. (coughs) It will come to play in your relationships, witnessing. It'll take shape in your family, your finances, your choice of friends, your use of time, your location, your destiny. This one simple revelation He is worthy. And you will find and fulfill your created purpose in life. And you will be properly prepared for the life and the world to come. This one revelation, he's worthy. It'll solve a lot of issues in your life. It'll solve your, 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 your sense of purpose. Your Why am I here? Whether or not you're wasting your life or whether you're taking advantage of what God has given you. The simple revelation, God is worthy. God, show me. Show me, God. Show me what you've done for me. That's not a selfish prayer. That is a, that is a great prayer. God, show me. I know you're worthy up here. Oh, God, I want to see it here. Show me what you've done. That's what we're giving a glimpse into heaven. The rapture has happened. They step into heaven. It's chapter 5 of Revelation, and they see what's going on. Uh, it, 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 it evens all the scales. It makes everything now up, make sense. Uh, oh, there it all is. And their conclusion, he is worthy. Close with a thought, a little story. I don't believe this story is true, but, you know, a lot of times you read things, and who knows. They say that when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he has obviously became a changed man. And after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Lazarus became a very vocal Christian and a major leader in the early church. And the story is told that when Lazarus grew older, he stood before a ruler. And that ruler demanded Lazarus renounce his faith or face death. Lazarus actually began to laugh. The governor became incensed and demanded that Lazarus stop laughing and take this seriously. Don't you realize I have the power to have you executed? But Lazarus laughed all the harder. Finally, the governor exploded in rage, demanding to know why Lazarus was laughing. Lazarus looked up at the ruler and replied, I've already died once. I no longer fear death. How much would you pay to be able to do that? Amen. Look what Jesus had done for and in Lazarus. He was able to look at death, straight in the eye <laughs> and laugh. Laugh at what most people is the greatest fear in their life. He did that for Lazarus and he did that for you and I because there's a thing called the resurrection. He is worthy of the dedication of our entire lives and whatever that means and wherever it takes us he is worthy individually as a family as a church as a fellowship he's worthy let's bow our heads together